0: What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Dusty Dimes Podcast. I am your host, TJ, and I have a step in co host today of Alan Peters. What's up, Alan?
1: Ah, a great day in America.
0: Great day. We
1: uh
0: it's a beauty, beauty today. Uh Mr. Ron Dugay, you're you're I know you're a Rangers fan, so I'm
1: excited. I'm excited. I'm here to listen. I mean, here to share a small story, and that's about
0: it, man. Cause... Absolutely. So, I mean, Tucker, Tucker will be on. He's actually out right now, so we'll get Tucker on uh, later. But, uh, like, it, this is just it, – it's surreal for me to have, one, you know, one of the most recognized names in Rangers legends to actually, you know, be on the podcast.
1: It's an amazing, it's amazing experience for all of us.
0: I mean, you you know him better than I do. You know what I mean. Since you're a Rangers fan, like what's what's your thoughts on?
1: I mean, in, in his am, amateur draft, he was a, a very low overall. I, Played over 800 games in his career. Scored over 250 plus goals in his career. Something like 600 plus points. I mean, yeah.
0: Now, and I'm gonna bring it up to him. I'm gonna bring it up to him. Should his number 10 be retired? In the rafters,
1: especially with his body of art,
0: I hear you. But, uh, ladies, and ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Mister Ron Dugay. how you doing, Ron?
2: I'm uh, doing well,
0: thank you. Uh, we just want to thank you for taking the time out to uh, join us on the podcast. My pleasure. Are we talking
2: hockey today? We're talking
0: all hockey. We're going to talk about you, you know, your style versus Sean Avery's style, you know, stuff like that. But first, I want to touch on, you know, your time. Uh, in juniors with Sudbury, like what, what made you, you know, were you scouted by other teams or were you, you know, was that your number one choice?
2: Well, I was born and raised in Mm Sudbury. And so the uh, Sudbury wolves were, which is the junior team in in Mm -hmm. Sudbury. They were able to see me uh, all at all times. It was easy for them to find me and scout me. And uh, I ended up being the first round, picked to the Sudbury Wolves at, as uh, underage at the age of 15. So it made it uh, very easy and comfortable for me. I, um, it's When you hear stories about guys who have played junior hockey, the, a lot of them leave at a, an early age. Yeah. And some of them don't benefit from it. Some of them are good players. They leave their home, leave their mommy <laughs> at the age of 15 and they go off and they get homesick or they get into... Um, get into get into some trouble. Yeah. And so for some players, it, it's it's hurt them versus helped them. For me, I didn't want to leave home at the age of 15. So I benefited from have the home cooking, have the security of my house. My dad was somewhat strict. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that I had to follow rules. Kind of kept me out of trouble. Yeah. And so that was the best thing that happened to me to be a first round pick, under play for the Sudbury Wolves. Although when I say that <laughs> Playing junior hockey back then was not easy. Yeah. It was similar to entering the NHL where uh, you had to man up pretty quick because there was a whole lot of fighting and intimidating. And uh, as a 15-year-old, I was going up against uh, young men, 19-year-olds. Yeah. And so uh, fortunately for me, I was physically big enough to be able to manage that type of a style. Okay. Uh, I grew up in a house of, uh, where my dad had a gym downstairs. My dad was a bodybuilder. And so I, uh, at the age of 13, I started lifting weights. So I understood the importance of getting bigger, stronger, and faster. And so by the time I was 15, I was, I was strong enough to be able to handle myself on the ice. Not that I had the mindset where I'm going to go out there and fight. Cause I was a skilled guy. But still, you have to be strong enough for the opponent to feel your strength. So I was okay with mm-hmm. it, but it was still uh, – you, you had to figure things up pretty quick because, you know, guys, just like you go in the NHL, If, if back then, uh, if they can see they had some fear in you, well, they, w- they would pick on you pretty quick. So it was not easy, but
0: I appreciated the fact that I got to live at home. <laughs> That's good. And, you know, like you were you, – after juniors, you were drafted by Winnipeg. In the WHA. Yeah. And then, you know, it, what, was, what was the difference, you know, going from WHA to the NHL?
2: Well, uh, as you know, I, got, I was drafted by the WHA, but I didn't go to the WHA. Okay. I, I had the choice between going WHA or playing for the New York Rangers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had an agent, Al Eagleson, um, who back then, they were very close with all the owners. They basically, basically told you where you're going. Oh, wow. Uh, I, can remember, I, I can remember getting the phone call on the the day of the draft, mm-hmm. and it was a very quick conversation. Ron, you've been drafted by the WHA Winnipeg and the New York Rangers. You're going to the Rangers. <laughs> We've already negotiated your contract. This is how much you're making, mm-hmm. and that's it. It was a five-minute conversation. There was no me asking, well, maybe I would like to go to Winnipeg, or how much am I getting? I, maybe I would like – there was none of that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It was. This is what you're getting. This is where you're going, and that was it. Now, and it, like your your agent's telling you, you're going to the Rangers, right? Like, what what goes through your mind? Like, oh my God! I'm, like, you're a young kid. You're like, I'm going to play for the New York Rangers. Uh, there
2: was there wasn't. Uh, as a Canadian, you go up. You you grow mm-hmm. up. And not much TV. Not much NHL coverage. Yeah. You watch the You watch the Montreal Canadiens yep. or the Toronto Maple Leafs. I was a Leaf fan. And I had very little knowledge. I couldn't have told you one person that played for the Rangers back then. I don't think I didn't, <laughs> you didn't, you didn't, you didn't watch the Rangers. Yeah. And because I didn't travel much, I mean, I probably traveled to Toronto was the furthest furthest place I went. So I had no idea what New York was like. And so this was all new to me. That's mm-hmm. why it was good that I, I didn't uh, leave really. like then, an underage. What's that? I didn't leave the the junior hockey as an underage. I could have okay. possibly. Yeah. I left as a 19-year-old. So I think or I was actually 20. I was mature enough to be able to go to New York and handle New York. And what was
0: your first reaction of going to New York, the biggest like largest city basically in the world almost?
2: Well, I think it all starts before you even land. You're in the plane, mm-hmm.
0: which I didn't
2: I didn't fly much back then either. Yeah. I got you're in the plane, you fly into New York and you look at the at the beauty of New York City, Manhattan. And then it's it's a wow. Every ten minutes, it's a wow. To uh, when you first enter Manhattan, and next thing you know, I'm at I'm at Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, I'm in an office sitting there with uh, John Ferguson and Phil Esposito, and so everything that whole week I was there for a week. Um, my stay was only supposed to be two days, but some of the younger guys were there. Yeah, uh, Gressner and Murdoch and. Uh, Teammate Dave Ferris were there. And so I ended up
0: staying for a week. So everything from day one, I thought, oh yeah, I'm gonna like this. Now you know, your time in the NHL, you had what was the meanest rivalry rivalry you were in? You know, rain, uh Islanders, flyers, what was what was the meanest meanest one? And this is like a two-part question for you. that's the first question.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that was easy. I mean, I I liked the Islander rivalry. Mm-hmm. It was it was more Civilized, they had more skilled players when you look at bossy. Bossy was my draft year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got Trottier, and uh, I mean, they they had a good skilled team, although yeah. they had Clark Gillies and Bobby Nystrom and and uh, Gary Howitt. Uh, they were there to enforce things that got out of control. So yeah, I enjoyed that rivalry, plus it was more of a um. Uh, ranger islanders fan rivalry was fun Mm -hmm. i enjoyed going to the coliseum so that to me wasn't a a vicious rivalry Mm -hmm. i think it brought the best of the one that was brutal was going to philadelphia and playing philadelphia i mean they were they must have had six goons on the team that can actually play a little bit and uh between them and the fans in philadelphia (laughs) that 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 was brutal yeah so I mean Boston was was not much better but
0: Philly was off. Awesome. Now you're talking about Philly. Can we talk about the bench curling brawl in 78 against him?
2: Um well there was more than one. <laughs> uh are you talking about are you talking one in uh, I know I think it was the one, one. I think we it was
0: don't... the one that he
2: cross checked I, I forget the guy's head the guy in the head. Um I I you know what I'm not I'm not uh I'm not remembered. I know we had a brawl a couple times in training camps. Training camp was automatic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You had all these goons in training camp trying to make the team, and obviously it, it would break into a brawl. So we, we've had more than one over there. And I'd always be paired up with Dave Hoyta.
0: Yeah. That's that's and, Yeah, uh, you fought against him. I, that's, a, that's a video I saw. <laughs> yeah. And and you know, we're talking about then. Let's, let's talk about your, your thoughts on the style of play compared to today and when you played.
2: Well, the game back then was so much trying to intimidate your opponent with a physical play. Mm-hmm. Now now today's game is intimidating your opponent with speed and skill mm-hmm. and just pursuing the puck hard, being hard on the puck. Uh, it's not like there's a lot of – so It's it, the intimidation comes at you in a different way. I mean, I would love to play in today's game.
0: No, absolutely. And that's – it's it's so much speed now it's like, like like a player like you would speed and you could score goals it's like i it's i wish you know players or people like myself like we could see you play the game now you know what i mean compared to when you did play
2: Yeah and there's no there's no and i would be allowed to go even quicker cuz there's Absolutely. no clutching and grabbing and so as as i'm breaking through the middle going through the defense when going wide, there's no clutching mm-hmm. and grabbing. And so, you know, I, my speed would be uh, uh, more of a strength, although a lot of guys now are much quicker. So I would not be so obviously faster than everybody else. Like mm-hmm. I was back then, a lot of guys now would all be going, we'd all be going kind of at the same speed. So a lot of it becomes, how do you play with the puck at top speed? You know? And uh, you know, part of it is you do have opportunities to get yep. physical with guys to get respect. I mean, there are players that play that way and they do get more space. So I would obviously use my, my strength and mm-hmm.
0: size and push
2: on guys to get that space.
0: Absolutely. And then, you, you know, you represented your country, uh, Canada in the world juniors and Canada cup. What was it like being selected and playing for team Canada?
2: Yeah, I did it both mm-hmm. at the junior level and I did it. I did at the uh, mm-hmm. professional level.
0: Uh, you 're representing your country
2: so you're you 're part of a select team you 're part of a, an all star team and you know when i when I was asked to do it uh, mm-hmm. as a junior, it really elevate, it elevates who you are, you get a lot more exposure and also gives you a lot of confidence because uh, people regard you in a certain way, so it just gives you a lot of confidence and you, be, you become very wearing that jersey is different than wearing your local
0: team jersey now you represent absolutely the country. And then, like, fast-forwarding, you know, to 1983. You, you were traded to Detroit. It says, you know, your, your career was revitalized. Was that due to a change of scenery? You know, you had career numbers, back-to-back seasons. What, what was the success to that?
2: I think it was a combination of a couple of things. Once mm-hmm. I got traded, it was uh, an eye-opener for me. In my sixth year with the Rangers, um, you know, Herb Brooks, um, was not appreciating who I was as mm-hmm. a person. I had scored forty goals for him, but he he saw, he saw what I was doing off the ice as as a distraction. He kind of got on my case about it, so he kind of took away some of my my ice time. He took away some of my line mates. I wasn't playing with Pavlis anymore, and so he suppressed mm-hmm. me to the point where he was able to trade me, and so that came to a. You know, it was a big disappointment for me. And I realized once I got traded that hockey was more important than yeah. anything else. So I guess I re- recommitted myself when I went to Detroit and in getting into better shape. And once you get to Detroit, there's no distractions in Detroit. It's, it's you're hockey, just hockey. hockey. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, they gave me Stevie Eiserman and Johnny O'Granick. So I had two great linemen. We were one of the top lines in the NHL for a couple of years. So uh, that was fun to do um to get back into because i was in the in the middle of my career so i needed to put up points and i you know i did that for myself and uh uh you know at all when you look at players careers you wonder why some years they're better than others well it, it could have something to do with injuries it may have something to do with it has a lot to do with your line mates and yeah. the coach that you have i mean a coach can set you up to succeed or he can set you up to be mediocre he can so um you know, that's what happened. Now, you know, times.
0: we'll go, we'll go again, like playing against guys you played in your career. Like you, you played in the Flyers, Rangers, alumni game. What was, you know, it like playing against guys like Lindros, Leclerc, and Reckey, guys you didn't get to play against when you played? Um, I
2: I, that's why I still play today. I played a lot of alumni mm-hmm. stuff and, Some of the players I play with are guys that I've known and other guys I'm just getting to know, but it's, it's a different environment on the ice. Um, You get to see their skill, but it's, it's not, no one's playing with that same intensity. Uh, You're not really seeing
0: them at their very best.
2: So uh, it's different. I appreciate it. Nice. And then, uh, you know, you,
0: you served as a minor league coach for four years. Would you ever get back into the coaching role or are you done with that?
2: um yeah probably not um i it, it came at a time mm-hmm. where i wanted to do it and my mindset is i wanted to do it but i, I did four years of it and you realize how stressful it is it really is like as a player you may have a bad game and it may bother you that night and you wake up in the morning and you're back on mm-hmm. the ice and you're back at it but when you're a coach you you live it 24 7. You're constantly thinking about what you need to do to win all the time. It's it weighs heavy on your mind all the time. Like you win a game, it's all great, but you lose a game, and then you lose two games, you lose three games. Absolutely, it absolutely. sucks the life out of you. So I'm at a point now
0: where I've gotten very comfortable in my lifestyle that I now. Did you ever get approached ever to being like to in a scouting role for like any like the Rangers at all, or not at all?
2: No. No, it it no, it wouldn't be something I'd want to do. I mean, you're yeah. You're all you're, you're on the road all the time, you're watching hockey games all the time and uh I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it, but mm-hmm. again, yeah. I'm going to be 63 now and uh I'm at a place now where I just I'm happy doing what I'm doing, I'm very comfortable doing what I'm
0: doing. I'm glad I did what I did. Now I'm just you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm enjoying life a little. And everybody more. knows, you know, you're you're a style guy. Like well, like I said, who 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 has more style? You or Sean Avery? <laughs>
2: Um, you know, I haven't really paid attention to Sean. I always, I, you know, I've always appreciated Sean Avery because of uh, he's mm-hmm. uh, he's entertaining, and I, I don't like yeah. boring <laughs> people or boring boring guys that are in the entertainment business. When you're in the entertainment business, I want to be entertained, right? Yeah. So Sean is all of that. He sometimes he may go over the top sometimes, uh, but he's got a sense of style. He's got a sense of himself. He's very much. Uh, an individual he doesn't make excuses mm-hmm. for who he is and you know i appreciate that i may not agree with all the stuff he says and does but i appreciate for for
0: uh what he brings to Absolutely. what he brought to the and game. uh speaking you know speaking of guys you know bringing it to the game you know they're tight-knit teammates were you guys did you have tight-knit teammates when you played compared to today
2: Yeah, very much so. When you look at the team that went to the finals in 79, the reason we went to the finals is that we were so close. And we're we were. it was encouraged, very much so, to be close. And we enjoyed each other. We were like brothers. And when a team yeah. become like brothers, when you're hanging out with each other all the time, especially when you're on the road, although going on the road nowadays is not the same as it used to be because they're all private jets and Teams don't like to keep them over in hotel rooms in the cities, and and that kind of takes away from the guys being close.
0: And uh, so, yeah, we were close. Nice. As and people. then my my last my last final question for you is, you know, I, I I've been a Flyers fan my whole life, and my feeling is, you know, your number ten should be hanging in the rafters. Do you agree or disagree? You don't have to answer if you don't want. <laughs> no.
2: no. No, I I uh, I didn't I. D- to get your jersey retired, I think you need to be uh, part of a Stanley Cup team. Mm-hmm. So, had we had won in '79, and if I hadn't gotten traded, I would have played ten years. I think you got to play at least ten okay. years and win a Stanley Cup. And so, I missed out. I missed out on that. I I could have very much been part of that, but I didn't. So, because of that, um, I don't mind yeah. being considered. So for you say, that. you're but saying so that you feel
0: it. like players should be win a Stanley Cup to be retired. Is that what you're saying?
2: Uh, either that or I played like when you look at a guy like uh, Ron Gressner, he played 17 yep. years for the New York Rangers. Mm-hmm. There's no Stanley Cup in there, and his jersey is not being retired. So,
0: you know, I, you know, I, I, a Stanley Cup really very hit. true. But, yeah. uh, other than that, Ron, we have, uh, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it, uh, taking time out of your day.
2: Yeah. I just want to make a mention that uh, for your listeners, um, uh, one of the things I enjoy doing right now is I do uh, on cameo cameo is an yep. app that celebrities are on. And I do, I do reach out. I say hi to people through cameo. And uh, so for any of your listeners has a mom who uh, with mother's day, you're feel free to reach out to me. That birthday wish is something that I've been really like, I'm going to to the nice. beach and now. I'm <laughs> going to do a few cameos. It's basically videos and, and saying hi to people. So, and of course my podcast, I have my own podcast up in the blue seats. That uh, I enjoy doing yeah. once a week. So, uh, enjoy talking with you, and wish you thank to you too, Have an awesome weekend. Later. All right. Later. Bye.
0: Wow. <laughs> wow. <fortunate>, right. <laughs> most of that. How was that for you, Alan? Being a Rangers I fan? mean, I,
1: honestly, I was. I, I wanted to like chime in, bro. Yeah. But he was so sophisticated. Very. Good. And that was so educatedly put all across the board that I, I almost felt like, you know what, just, just stand in the background, Alan, and just listen, because that, that's sometimes listening is better
0: than than speaking. Absolutely. And, you know, to have, have one of the all time, like we said, all the, all time Ranger greats, you know, and and this is, you know, you know, I'm a huge Flyers fan group of Flyers fan my whole life, you know, and I, I tell my brother, you know, oh, we're having this Rangers player on. Oh, this guy played for the pen. It was Like, oh, you're fuck, you're a fucking traitor. I'm not. It's, it's. I'm a hockey fan. It's is business, business. I'm a hockey fan. You know what I mean? Will, will I ever like the Rangers? No, I won't. But I will respect the players that played for the Rangers. You know what I mean? And you, well,
1: even even this guy, he played for two of the original six. That's that's twenty percent of classic original hockey. Ron was no bomb. Let's be serious no, here. Not at all. And I, I think. I think Ron's jersey should be. Uh, if not the jersey, at least some type of like they should acknowledgement, have a acknowledgement,
0: like the flyer, the flyers. Of, like, the flyers, like
1: especially the flyer, even yeah. his TV career though, yeah. because it goes deeper than just some player who played and has a couple statistics and went to a different team. I mean, he spent over ten years on New York Rangers, you know, after programs and Hockey Night Live and this that and the third. I mean. It is what it is. Plus his jacket game. You know what separates Sean Avery and Ron Duguay? A scarf.
0: <laughs> A scarf. But, but you're saying – Sean uh, Avery was the scarf guy. You're saying, you're saying the acknowledgement, right? You go to the Flyers. Yeah, I, you, I would. You, you've, you've been to the Wells Fargo Center, correct? Correct. You see in the Wells Fargo Center, the banner, they have Flyers Hall of Fame. Right. Yes. They got hexed on the Hall of Fame. His number's not retired. You know what I mean? They got, nope. they, they got yep. other guys in there, like Eric Desjardins. Not retired in the Flyers' number, but they have the Flyers' Hall of Fame. The Rangers should, if they're not going to retire his number, they should at least acknowledge him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've never heard the, the Rangers thing about the jerk, but it makes sense yeah. to have a cup and having to play there a certain amount of time. I could see New York absolutely putting up his stipend like that, like, listen, you got to work for this.
0: Yeah, but listen here, like, you know, the whole – and I. that's why I asked him, like, do you have to win a cup? Because you look in Philadelphia, biggest name in Philadelphia is up there, right? Didn't win a cup, Eric Lindros. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
1: I agree. But the,
0: uh, to me – he, uh, Eric Lindros, by far, should he should have had his number retired years ago.
1: Yeah, years ago, or at least have like a ring like the stadiums do, like the football. Stadiums. Oh, absolutely, like you could do that. Hall
0: of Fame ring. You could do that in MSG, hands down.
1: Yeah, yeah, just make a giant ring across the building for guys who maybe not made the Raptors, but you know what, they were good enough to make the ring. Absolutely. Talk to you there. Yeah, I was going Okay, just check it. What's up? I was going to tell him a story, but I didn't want to sound like a fanboy. So, you know what I mean? But I actually met Ron. I had an interaction with Ron. And again, I I was going to sit there and say it. And I was like, no, you can sound like a fanboy. He should have. He listens to it now. Well, he'll probably re listen to his own podcast because I know I do. I I like to hear how I sound sometimes, personally. But uh, no, seriously. So uh, it was. I want to say it's 15 or 16. Whenever the Rangers were in the cup, it was Stanley Cup game uh, like uh, four, maybe three or four. And obviously I didn't go to the game because it was like a seven, eight, nine hundred dollar day. But uh, we went to this place called the Flying Puck, me and my buddy. And a few of us met up with some of his people from New York. We got a table. It's basically a bar that rangers go to on occasion. It's a complete ranger bar. So ranger tiles, ranger inlets, emblems on the floor, TVs all across the bar. And, of course, during ranger games that are home or away, Mm -hmm. they have ranger night. You know what I mean? So – we go to the fan fest beforehand. It's like Rangers town. They called it or ranger zone, Rangers, Rangers town. So as we're walking in the door, me and my buddy, they're handing out these like 16 by 20 placards. And it's the, the emblem. Uh, it's a cardboard printed emblem from chase bank. They can go in and there's players in there. So you you have the potential to meet players. So as soon as we walk in the door, I just happen to look up and Adam Graves walks right by me. And it happens so fast that I turn and I'm like, that was Adam Graves. And he looks at us and he just waves real quick and then takes off into the street of New York. He didn't take off, but he's in motion. He's out. I would say not even a moment after that, Fran Healy, like is walking out the door as well, and I'm like, oh, this is nuts. So then as I'm walking out in the door, as soon as you walked in, it was like right next to the entrance of the garden, and they had like a locker room set up. You take a picture in like a locker room set up, the way their gear is set up. It wasn't a mock set up, right? Well, literally, uh, Glenn Anderson, you know, who's a Stanley Cup champion on multiple teams, is standing there. And Ron Duguay in his velour purple – plush 70s i'm gonna make a video right now (laughs) coat like a boss you know the hair the guy had it especially on tv yeah and they had um the reason he was there is because they were doing live um uh intermission right downstairs so while the game was going they had the fan zone going and then they would do live intermission hockey night inside so it was not a almost like a live studio audience feel but he's standing next to glenn anderson and i look up and i say hey glenn please sign this and as i'm about to give it to ron ron's like you know i'm heading out it was nice to meet you guys you take care and he just walked off like a boss in this coat and you just like do I, like, go after Ron and be like, hey, my, man, do you mind signing this, or I just watch you like a stallion just take <laughs> off in the night? Like, what? It was a small interaction, but like I said, I could have said that, but then it would have sounded silly like a fanboy, and then you'd have been like, yeah, and then I'd have been like, yeah, and then it had been awkward. Nice.
0: Nice. Now, can we uh, – let's, let's fast forward here to uh, what's going on right now with uh, Brandon Leipzig. Have you read about yes. that? Holy shit. Talk about digging like, yourself a hole there. The guy will never play in the NHL no. again. Never. Not a chance. Did you hear about that, Alan?
1: I did not, but I'd like you to fill me All in. Right, if so if not, so, I'll Google it. So,
0: Brandon Leipzig played for the Washington Capitals. I'm saying played because... He was he probably um,
1: will no longer
0: be playing. No, it No, like. they Continue. they terminated his contract because Ooh. he he was making comments about Connor McDavid's girlfriend, sexual comments, talking shit Ooh. about current and former teammates.
1: Ooh, yes. So was he in, was he inside Connor's girlfriend number one?
0: I don't know that, but there's screenshots of you know him talking shit. On the internet, which is no good because no.
1: it's that that's the poor for everybody. Poor reflection on him, the team, the yeah. coaching, everything. It's a sad,
0: sad. Oh, and it's not just your basic Absolutely. And room talk either. Like he's going, oh, no, no. no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> really rips, oh, they t- oh, really? It's it's exotic. It's Joe Exotic, huh? Tiger King. Yeah, it was it was pretty. It's pretty fucked up, you know. It's and, that, and that's why I asked Ron about the whole, you know, tight knit, you know, teammates of now compared to when he played, because if you look at it, like teams like the Rangers teams, he played on the flyers teams that won the cup, like those guys. I, and, and this is, this is a true story. Like I, I worked a flyers penguins alumni game. I I was in the locker room with the penguin or the flyers and those guys still, still to this day, talk about their 74, 75 cup championships. Like it was yesterday.
1: You know? Yeah, that's that's their like golden ticket. Yeah.
0: That's their like coup de gras. Yeah, and it's like they, those guys literally like they'll. It's 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 crazy how how tight knit they are. And then you look at guys now. It's like he said, you know, they don't get to, they don't get to spend that time on the road with their teammates. They're literally probably in the room with their teammate, right? And then they go to the rink, and then they're gone. We all know that. You know what I mean? Especially the ones that are high profile. Absolutely. hundred percent. So they don't get that time. I hate to, I
1: I hate to compare it to the wrestling, but all the guys who are the top names, they have their own buses. So why are they going to wait around in taxi cab with the guys? They get on their bus and we go to the next
0: city, the next airport,
1: et cetera, et cetera.
0: Yep. So, and, and, and you know, it's, it's fucked up because it's, it's like Tucker said, you know, there's, there's time to have locker room talk with the boys and there's time to leave it. You know what I mean, and I told I told Tucker when I coach, I tell kids that I coach now, what's said in the locker room stays in the locker room. You got something to say, talk about it with your teammates. You don't go on social. Don't let it out because then
1: somebody else is going to let it out. No,
0: just brings unwanted heat. Absolutely, and this should be a learning lesson to every you know youth player, junior player. You know, don't talk shit on the internet. Don't talk shit on the internet because it's it's going to come out. Oh yeah, it really is, and it's. Your 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 career is going to get fucked just like this guy. And if you want to you want to build a career and make it to the show, don't be an asshole. Literally, yeah. literally, Pretty don't be much. an asshole. You know, and it's 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 sickening because you got this guy that literally dug himself his own hole. Now what's he going to do? He's going to go over to the KHL. What makes you think that he's not going to go over to the KHL and do the same thing or over in the you know European leagues?
1: No, they probably it might be like a blacklist. Well, it depends on whatever the country's restrictions are, but if it's like that, it could be like
0: a blacklisting thing. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. But it's it, to the point where, you know, you're talking shit about one of the best players in the game right now, you're talking shit about the guy's girlfriend. Like
1: uh, That could be bad cuz you know what I mean? That guy, you know, he can get he can get under you know, a lot of a lot of skins. Yeah, and that causes a lot of friction, and therefore could you know. And I, I'll be honest
0: with you. I, I'll be honest. You not know, good I, for anybody. I I know hockey. You know, I I know hockey trivia. I know you know. I follow the game. You know, but this guy, he was finishing out a one-year seven hundred thousand dollar contract before he was cut. Right, three goals, eight assists, sixty-one games this season. Right. I'll be honest with you. I never heard of this fucking guy until this shit happened. Yeah, no.
1: I mean, it happens. It, it does happen, though. Look, who's the guy on
0: your? It's not Rod Brindamore.
1: Who was the guy on the Flyers that banged his teammate's wife? Is it, is it was it the Flyers or the Devils? Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> I feel you. If you know what I'm saying? We're not going to talk about yeah. that thing. <laughs> same kind of concept, you know. Sometimes I, I hear you. I, I hear sometimes you. things happen. Sometimes things happen. It's just unfortunate that that guy with the photos had to take it that far. No, I it, ruins his whole career. He just
0: he, he ruined his life. To be honest with you, yeah. you know. And, and,
1: it, and I mean, I'm sure that he'll get. It's like the Hulk Hogan thing. He'll he'll move on. I'm not saying that I condone behavior, but yeah, it'll it'll blow over eventually. But his his career in the NHL is most likely over and may never. Ever come again? But so, I mean, he acknowledged. He enough.
0: acknowledged it. Uh, he recognizes it. How inappropriate he was.
1: That I mean, that what that's what. So I I force myself on a girl, and then I say I'm sorry. Uh, I still force myself on a girl. You know what I mean? It's that's a terrible analogy, but it kind of is the same thing. No, it is.
0: It really is. You know, it's you. It, you get it. You fuck up. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone. Yeah. Myself. You. Yeah, Tucker. Everyone fucks up. You know. Yeah. It's it's just like but. This guy took it to a next level. To the next level, like you're fucked. Oh, yeah. it's the bottom line. You're fucked. There's nothing to say that. Than the and it's
1: public too. If it were just internal, it might be held different. You know, things might have turned out differently. But because it's so public, oh yeah, forget, forget. Absolutely. About it.
0: Like I'm, I'm clicking on. I'll click on one of the pictures. Right. Canucks Tucker loves seeing Dada in action. Look how fat Pearson's wife is. Like what? <laughs> Do I... Like talking shit about, I, I, I would assume it's Tanner Pearson, I believe. Like, right? I believe so. Right? And the guy, and the guy goes, yeah. this guy goes, how high are you? He goes significantly, right? <laughs> right? And then, <laughs> and then he goes, my finger was upper ass, Hollywood. Like,
1: <laughs> that's right, rich. right,
0: right. And he goes, the next one, he writes, little whore cunt. Holy, oh Hol- man, holy fucking atney. Acne looks forced. If you ask me, right? Oh, he said the c word. Oh, okay. there was,
1: there yeah. was the downfall. I didn't
0: realize I said it. My apologies, everybody listening.
1: No, 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 no. That's a
0: we're on a, we're on a curse free. We, uh, are you ready? You ready? This one. This and this it was one, descriptive. This one you'll appreciate. He said. I'm saying. He said the bad. He word. said it, That's not why. me. Not me. Yeah, exactly. Ready? So exactly. he writes. Lol. I went back to her place after Joey one time. Complete, complete cat finished me. Fat native pig, <laughs> right?
1: Did he say fat native?
0: Yeah, pig. Fat native pig. That's that's lit. All right, I'm going to use. There's that. more. There's more coming. Ready? She is a lot to handle in the sack, boys. Second kill of the night. She sat on my hog, busted in seven pumps. I was blown away. <laughs>
1: legendary right right let's let's
0: let's talk about let's talk about it here first and foremost you're talking about that secondly if you finish in seven pumps dude (laughs) there's fucking wipes for that shit dog
1: (laughs) now they got them right yo right that was legendary the last one was legendary. so and then
0: connor mcdavid right (laughs) post a picture of him as the grinch and his girlfriend cindy who right he writes, he writes, greasy, beat up legs on Cindy Lou.
1: <laughs> oh, what? He's got, he's got uh, revenge. He's got some serious revenge issues on something.
0: And then there was a player, I guess it's Jake Vertnan, number 18. That's what he writes. He writes, what a crew. Hashtag Cabo, right? Brendan writes, easily the worst crew in the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: Right. Maybe they were all friends at one point and she got sour. All right. who knows? Capitals put, just wrapped up a brand new episode between the two blue lines. Right? He writes, my line mates, could you imagine, fuck their losers. <laughs>
1: oh, man.
0: Right? Yeah, but didn't he win the cup, though? Uh, who? Who's that? Lipstick? Yeah. I don't think so. No, he didn't. You're right. I don't think so. It's I, I, I don't know what gets me here. You know, the the seven pumps are a fucking fat native pig. Like what? Yo, know, I mean that he's got balls. He, and he said the c word. I, he did. I mean the guy. The
1: guy's the balls. He's got balls. He does. He does. So I mean, that, and not not good balls. Not good balls. Like not at all, man. You know what I mean? And, and you know, he crossed the line.
0: There. There's a time where you know you say something about you know you'll talk to a friend and say something to a friend like you, you don't want it. You don't want the friend to hear, but. It's not to the point where you're calling the person a, a see you next Tuesday. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's you like, nah, this, well. you're like dude, this fucking guy's pissing me off. Like, that, that's cool to say. You know, like, you're not going to get – We can say the word. He can't yeah, say the word. you know what I mean? Like, you could talk about it like, you know, hey, Tucker, uh, Joey's, Joey's pissing me off today. He won't leave me alone, right? Joey's that- acting like a real cunt. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can get away with that shit, but, you know – if you're sitting there, you know, talking shit about somebody, like, dude, this fucking guy is a piece of shit. Like he's got, he's the worst fucking teammate in the world. That's an issue. Fishing. You know what I mean?
1: But uh, it's real. But uh,
0: other than that, uh, no. no really. Today, you guys have anything else? Nice. I gotta go. Nah, quarantine
1: day. Infinity. <laughs> Heard that. You you back to work yet or no? Oh, I've been working, you know? Yeah. No one's coughing, but I'm, you know, I got, I got the mask on, you know, we're rolling strong with these blue masks, you know, girls are calling me doctor and giving me hugs, breaking the social distancing rules, because uh. that's how we do, because I like that shit. Are you, uh... I'm glad to hear that, I'm glad to hear that our boy, our Minnesota Tuck, <laughs> he's got that, those clear lungs, I have not heard the Tuck <laughs> <I> cough
0: once, Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Tucker,
1: bro. you beat it, you son of a gun. So – Fuck yeah. Uh,
0: is it true that the beaches are opening uh,
1: Memorial Day in Jersey? They, they are. That's what they said. So the funny part is people don't – see, you know with the Masons with me, I, I listen to everything, bro, and I'm all skeptical as it is with conspiracies. <laughs> there was an issue with Wildwood Boardwalk like uh, probably a month ago maybe now at this point, something like that. Um the boardwalk gave away, bro. Thank God, nobody. If this wasn't a busy, because like a whole chunk now, of now it. Now, let me let me interrupt you here. Kid. Let me interrupt you. How yeah, how the fuck go. did it
0: go away when it's two miles from the fucking beach, the water? Oh, I don't know. Think about it. That's a conspiracy theory, as it is right there.
1: Mm. I mean. <laughs> I like how you think. I I, we could have conversations like this all day. But the moral of the story is, is that so this nice chunk of the Wildwood boardwalk Mm -hmm. just crumbles in on itself, and they obviously have to repair it. So the mayor's coming in, and they just had start. We're probably at this point, like it's like the first week of April, second week of April. So our situation with this corona, you know, it's it's been building, and it's it's hitting its point. And uh, he's like, yeah, well. Regardless of whatever happens, we're opening the boardwalk on Memorial Day. And uh that, that's the word that's been given. And he literally said that on TV and then for a moment he paused. Yeah. And then he was like, We're opening the boardwalk
0: on Memorial Day. But this is and it was like this is what I understand. You just gave that away. I don't understand. Yeah, like you, you guys are literally in like a state of emergency of how many fucking coronaviruses you guys had, correct?
1: Yeah. Well parts of parts of your state too though, uh, are, are 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 relaxed and then not relaxed Oh as yeah Our state that's relaxed and not relaxed
0: Like all of Pennsylvania The upper half of Pennsylvania is like on yellow today They'll be on green Yeah they're chilling yeah, it- They're gonna be on green by next yep. week And we're still on fucking red here
1: Yeah cause there's, there's Hell of people People, Listen I what I have to do is stop spitting in girls mouths <laughs> You're a dick damn yeah. no I just kidding i don't do that i thought i thought i'd get a bigger pop and I, that wasn't that good it wasn't that creative no, I, next time i'll do better uh, no i'm just glad that tuck is not coughing anymore because tuck sounded dude, like he had we that rough
0: podcast, i think i was border like i had a no voice
2: Felt like absolute shit yeah
1: Yeah, I mean, I heard, I heard. It, it was, I'm oh, yeah. glad that you're all right, dude. I'm glad that oh, you healed girl. up. This shit
0: sucks ass. But uh, so, so we got, we got an upcoming podcast uh, next week. We have uh, NHL veteran, sick defenseman, wore the uh, yellow visor, Kyle <laughs> McLaren, played for the Sharks and Bruins. Played played 932 games in the show. Uh, Thursday. Next week, we have NHL legend, Philadelphia legend, Brian Propp, and we have current NHL forward, uh, Mirko Mueller for the, the New Jersey Devils. So it's, it, we got a pretty good lineup, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just, like I said before, you know, it's, it's taken off big time now with all these guys coming on, and it's, and, and please, please, people, L- listen. What? We're Dusty Dons. It's where all the legends spend their time. You know it. You know it. But uh, we want to thank our thank our sponsors, uh, Ink Gurus. Uh, if you guys need shirts, hats, you know, bags printed, go check out Ink Gurus on Facebook and Instagram. Also, um, go check out Goodwood Hockey. Goodwood Hockey's on Instagram and Facebook. They're partnered with John Schiavo. John was actually on the podcast. He's uh, He's a professional hockey player, uh, playing for the Huntsville Havoc. Um, also, we want to thank Bear Beards. Uh, go check out Bear Beards on Instagram and Facebook as well. And then, other than that, man, it's I want you guys to have a good weekend. Uh, thanks for listening to uh, you know all the listeners coming. If spread the word, man, it's Dusty Dimes is taken off. You know, I'm not I'm not saying you know we're going to be as big as. You know, spitting chiclets, I, I have the res- most respect for those guys. I really do. But, you know, it's I, I, I want to get close okay. to that level, you know what I mean, with Tucker and Allen. And, yeah. guys, it's, it's spread the word. You listen. You know, we've we, we got good things coming, good people coming on. You know, we got current NHL players wanting to come on. They're cool about it. So, uh, got T-shirts, you know, coming, hoodies coming. We, we got those. Actually, I got them in my house right now. Along with the jerseys yep. that I still gotta send, Alan and Tucker. So,
1: <laughs> love you, bro. Yeah, I'm waiting. Listen, I, it's okay. It's been busy, it, man. The intentions are there. <laughs>
0: Listen, it's gonna, it's gonna happen. You know what? I'm gonna, and I'm gonna not... actually do it now because I actually have to go out Mother's Day shopping. So send me both of your addresses and I'll send them out oh. right now when I go to. I'm taking Landon with me. So, uh,
1: oh, lit, all lit, right? lit, because we're gonna do my own unboxing and
0: I'm gonna do it viral and I'm gonna open it and no, I'm no, gonna no, wear no, it. Landon,
1: please and do. And I'm gonna be so excited. Please do.
0: You know and. And, you know, and, and, the, and the touch on the whole podcast thing, you know what I mean, is, you know, back back when it first started, you know, Mike and I started as a joke, you know, and, and we started as a joke on a junior yep. bus going to Boston. You know what I mean? And, you know, you know, things happened with Mike. Mike wanted to do his culinary career, you know. Tucker and Alan, I respect that. He's chopping broccoli, bro. Mike wanted to chop broccoli. We respect that. We wish nothing but Mike, you know, the best love, love, you know, all one love, you know, Bob Marley to Mike. But, you know, now it's, you know, it's come to the point where, you know, like, you know, my wife said, she goes, you know, your hobby, if you want your hobby to turn into something that you want to do full time, you got to do it. You know what I mean? And and that's what I've been doing, you know, like, granted, you know, that's love. We don't we don't get paid to do this. We, you know we we get you know ten cents, ten cents a fucking you know sponsored listen on on Anchor. You know what I mean? Like you listen to it, we get ten cents. You know what I mean? And we're up to I think like sixty two dollars from this when it started. So we've made sixty two dollars out of this. You know what I mean? And it's where's my cut <laughs> at? No, I'm just it's no, I'm just it's kidding. something that you know it, you know tucker and i want to do along with alan you know having alan on here and there when he's able to come on you know and it's if you're listening thank you we appreciate it you know we we respect it that you're listening to us and you know we apologize for anchor fucking up the reception sometimes with you know robot voices We we apologize there's nothing we can do about it but again thank you from the bottom of our heart please spread the word You know what I mean? We'll do what we can to send you guys out. What what we can, you know, like you know, hats and t-shirts and whatever. But other than that, uh, thank you again. Uh, Stay dusty, guys.